The censorship lives on. Good afternoon, everybody across the country and across the world. Rebel News Daily live stream with myself and Matt Brevner. How are you, Matt? I'm doing excellent. Got a fresh cup of coffee. I'm nestled in. There's a lot going on in the country today, and I can't wait to get into it with you, my friend. Let's do it. <laughs> Everybody's paying attention to these stories across the world, um, from Ottawa to the Montana-Alberta border. Border. Everybody wants to see the Key and Simones, the Sydneys, the Lincolns, and everybody at those protests. So we're joining you here on YouTube, Super U, Rumble, Odyssey, um, and of course Getter today, I believe. We get a thumbs up from that. Yes, we're on Getter Live. We've been doing some live streams with them as well lately. So welcome to anybody joining from that broadcast. We do a live stream here every single day. You can super chat us on different channels such as Rumble, uh, the Rumble Rants, Odyssey, Hyper Chats, and Super U has paid chats now as well. And we want to kick it off, Matt, with some great news from our prime minister. You know, the government of Canada is in full swing of supporting everybody's rights and, you know, making sure that everybody feels welcomed and having their voices heard. So let's go ahead and throw up that first tweet from the prime minister of Canada. He says today in the house, which was yesterday, members of parliament unanimously condemned the anti-Semitism, the Islamophobia, the anti-black racism, homophobia, and transphobia that we've seen on display in Ottawa over the past number of days together. Let's keep working to make Canada more inclusive. Matt Brevner, has anyone seen any of this stuff? Um, for some reason, CTV and CBC are really good at finding this stuff, but they're about <laughs> the only people who have been seeing it. So I don't know if they have really long lenses on their cameras or what, but yeah, it's, it's almost like a where's Waldo situation in these protests. You know, the only people who seem to be finding it are the people who are actually, you know, propagating. So surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> well, we had flag guy one and flag guy two, which nobody can seem to identify <laughs> for some reason. The only guy wearing a mask had the Confederate flag. Then the only guy uh, with a swastika can't be identified by anyone for some reason. Some people think he was photoshopped. That's how little people have seen of him. Um, but he is seen on video in another one. My guess, he pulls it out for 10 seconds, gets his photograph, and then puts it away. Or else people would be like, get out of here, just as they did with the guy with the Confederate flag. And then you've got reports of people harassing a soup kitchen. Haven't seen any video of that. Um, there was the report of an ambulance getting rocks thrown at it with racial slurs on Parliament Hill, you know, the place where 100,000 people had their camera phones. Nobody saw any of that. So I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying, why is there no evidence of this stuff when we have seen Nazi flag and Confederate flag guy? There's actual footage or fi uh, still photo of that. But these other claims they keep having, um, nobody seems to have footage of. There he is in his minstrel show, like mask, and then everybody telling him to get out because it's really creepy and weird. And, like, if this was real, Matt, what's the idea here with this guy? Let me go and see if my views are accepted. I mean, if that was the case, I don't think he'd be wearing a balaclava. And I'm pretty sure when the Confederate was founded, trucks weren't invented <laughs> like that. Yeah, they weren't semis. So Pretty yeah, fresh flag. <laughs> People were also pointing out the Nazi me. flag also had folds in it. So, you know, the usual stuff, Canada's not as e well equipped as the FBI, so it's hard for them to get everything in order as quickly as the FBI does in terms of, you know, faking things, quote-unquote, allegedly, wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Nobody's saying anything going against... Wait, wait a government. second, wait a second. <laughs> are, are, we, are we talking about the swastika flag on Parliament Hill, or are we talking about the swastika flag at the Liberal 
uh, presser a few years ago that Trudeau welcomed. <laughs> is that the one we're talking about? I don't know. I do. I is there a confused. clip of that? They're so rare. They're so rare in Canada. I get them confused. You don't often see those. So. You know, they shut down a motion to condemn Justin Trudeau's blackface. So <clears throat> who knows what's going on there? Um, like I said, the government is really showing their true colors. They've been pushed to the edge here. And what do they do? They quadruple down. They start lying. So obviously, <laughs> all the stuff Trudeau is saying is ridiculous. Jason Kenney is making claims that the RCMP got attacked by, you know, the guys sitting in their truck at the border who aren't allowed to, like, see anybody, <laughs> which is an interesting claim. I believe the RCMP said that that didn't happen. Do we want to pull up his quote there, um, producer, please? And we can read that as well. Um, I believe the RCMP came out and stated that nobody's been attacked, just like the police in Ottawa have said that uh, it's been overwhelmingly peaceful. But CTV is reporting now that a third person has been arrested in Ottawa, I'm not sure why they used the photo of people playing hockey, which is an interesting uh, juxtaposition of imagery there. And it just frightens me, shocks me. I don't know what word to use, Matt Brevner, but the amount of people who are fans of these mainstream media outlets that were, you know, anti-police, anti-government, all of a sudden people, the work, literal workers are standing up against the government and now they're just like, no, let's take their money away from them. Let's use their, let's seize their GoFundMe dollars. Let's uh, take away their driver's licenses. I think I saw somebody say, what's going on here? Where all of a sudden the people who hated police and the government and don't like the conservative uh, party and people are now going against them. What's what's going on with these people now being back on the side of the government and now all of a sudden wanting businesses to be open and wanting people to be able to live normal lives. Well, I think it's just largely uh, punitive. I think it's, we, you know, I had a conversation with a very good friend, one of my best friends, maybe 15 years last week. And he's been, you know, he didn't understand for a long time why people can't just get the thing and move on with their lives. And he's starting to see, you know, he had a few friends that got hurt. He's starting to see the hypocrisy and the flip-flopping on the mandates. And he was like, man, I just wanted to end. I just want to go back to regular life. And I'm like, I'm never, I, I, I'm like, me personally, I don't think I could ever participate. I don't think that's a good enough reason for me to just do something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what? Like 90% of us did it. We did what we were told to do and we stepped up and we did it. So I think that's the thought. It's not really about, it, does it make sense? Are we doing this because it's the right thing to do? But it's like, we stepped up, you should step up too. And if you're not willing to participate, then you know, that's some sort of merit on how good of a, of a citizen you are. Luckily, you know, I've had, I've known this guy for like 15 years. So there was more grace in our conversation, but I think the average person feels like, why can't you just do what you're told? And that's why you're seeing like the flip flopping on policy. That's why you see people who said abolish the police are now saying, police do something. It's, you know, it's, it's the, why can't you just get along? Why can't you just participate? Why can't you just be a good citizen? thing and if you can't participate then you should be punished right yeah i think it it goes along the lines of the mainstream media culture and the hollywood pop culture narrative that you're allowed to go back and forth on these things you don't have to be held to a standard it's whatever the popular thing of the day is what are we looking at here yes yeah. um they want them to be using their own city of ottawa considers legal action to recoup protest costs and they show a picture of a guy whose tires without wheels. I don't know how this is like damaging to the city at all, but they want to take their GoFundMe funding. Um, it's ridiculous. But 
this culture of we'll forget what we said a week later and it's okay if we go back and forth on this. This is what all these people buy into. It's okay to, you know, support BLM and defunding the police one week and the next week, please save us, police. I mean, that happens at these protests, uh, <clears throat> Antifa style within the hour of we're protesting against the police and then we want the police to come help us. So it's a whole, right. you know, livelihood of hypocrisy that people seem to live under. And I'm not perfect either. But um, it, it doesn't justify you just saying, like, I'm on this side, but now I'm on that side. And whatever you feel like blowing with the wind, you're a kite flyer. Whichever way the wind blows, you're going to you're going to sail to that tune. And all of a sudden you're so supportive of police. And I want to get to Doug Ford's comments from yesterday where he's talking about how people just want to go on with their lives and how people want their businesses to open up. So it's the hypocrisy goes right to the top and they make people right. feel like it's OK to do this, like it's OK to just go back and forth on their own principles, depending on how we feel on the day. It all comes down to we don't like the people who are protesting because they are uh, they don't want to be vaccinated or whatever. Therefore, we can say it, it justifies anything we say or do against them. Let's show Doug Ford and then we will get your reaction to this, Matt. I hear the protesters. The province hears the protesters. The country hears the protesters. Now it's time to let the people in Ottawa get back to their lives. These businesses that have been closed for, for you know, a while now. The restaurants want to reopen. So, you know, I get it. I hear you. But we, we have to let the, the people of Ottawa live their lives. I hear the protesters. Matt. Wait, is he talking about... I'm confused. Is he talking about the people of Ottawa that are unvaccinated or is he talking about the people of Ottawa that did the right thing that are uncomfortable after five days of protesting? <laughs> All because of people have been wanting to get back to their lives for two years now. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, you know, the irony of that is not lost on me, clearly. <laughs> All of a sudden, he cares about people wanting to open up their businesses. What have they been saying for two years? All of a sudden, people want to go back to their lives. He, and, and he claims that we hear you guys. So just stop when where was this for anything else was there ever a we hear you natives just stop we hear you blm just stop this never happened before and now no, to claim no. that he hears people well you're not doing anything about it you're not lifting restrictions you're not ending masking there's no talk about it at all he just wants to sit up there he wants to continue to eat like he does imagine the amount that he eats every <laughs> like, literally day to to oh i meant it literally imagine the amount he eats every single day to maintain the shape of his 400 pounds probably wow and then to go around and tell people that they need to live they can't live their normal lives while he just you know lives like a king getting rich off oh, of his give me food give me peasants oh. <laughs> he's the goblin king if we want to reenact the rebring up the goblin king from the hobbit again he just wants everything he wants he's happy living underground with his minions he makes his labels he makes uh you know money off of everything else he opens up his factories he's fine oh amazon's great you guys walmart's great but as soon as there's as soon as there's a problem it's all hand on hands on deck from the government to say, you know, this is bad. We're standing up for people's rights and we're doing the right thing. And it's these, you know, hundreds of thousands of Canadians, this small fringe. There he is. Uh, live action role playing Doug Ford and the Hobbit movies. <laughs> all of a sudden they care about the people. All of a sudden the concert. I don't know if you've been keeping up, Matt, but all of a sudden the conservative party loves us. All of a sudden, the Conservative Party has a big problem with Aaron O'Toole. They're probably going to kick him out now. All of a sudden, Aaron O'Toole is bad. I didn't know that. For two years, I was told, you know, um, 
Carbon levy is great. Um, they didn't say anything about lockdowns. They didn't say anything about forcibly confining people in COVID hotels. They didn't say anything about people not being able to travel with interprovincially or out of country. They didn't say anything about businesses being shut down. They didn't say anything about people being arrested while protesting. All of a sudden, they're all on board. All of a sudden, you know, uh, Denise Batters and, and all these other people want to stand up and say how bad this is. All of a sudden, now they're going full force against Trudeau because they sense, you know, a political opportunity. Now, Pierre Poilev, who everybody loves, of course, I call him Canada's Trey Gowdy, talks a lot of uh, good stuff, has a lot of great clips, doesn't get anything done. I believe he's passed one bill in the last seven or eight years. So that goes to show you what exactly he's done. Love the guy, love what he says, but all of a sudden now, now it's time to speak up. Now it's time to, you know, say that the lockdowns aren't working, Aaron O'Toole's a bad leader, all this stuff. And why, Matt Brevder? Why all of a sudden is this well, the right time, do you think? Well, they smell blood. And, you know, to speak of, of that clip you played of Ford, what's, what he's really saying is, yes, I see you, I hear you, you represent 10% of the 90% in the poll, I am paying attention, and as soon as you <laughs> represent 60 or more, then we will do something. That's literally what he's saying. You know, and, and here's the interesting thing about our, our cultural moment right now. Whenever there is any sort of protest or violence, let's say, language, violence, uh, something deemed egregious, if it comes from the left, it's framed in a way that it's always in response to racism, oppression, uh, patriarchy, etc. So it's celebrated by progressives who are also deemed as reasonable thinkers as something that we should celebrate, we should allow and give space, give a cultural moment to happen. Now, whenever that same sort of action is taken by people that are on the right or a conservative, it's framed as uh, the institution or the patriarchy lashing back in response to these freedom, progressively minded movements. So the media tone and the way we narrate, the way, the way it's all narrated is this is bad. This needs to be reprimanded. And this isn't new. This has been going back to, you know, this is in response to what happened in Europe in the 30s and 40s. And literally conservative movements since then have been framed as a, a potentially dangerous reawakening of a dangerous far-right ideology, and we need to move away from that. And I think that talking heads, pundits, politicians have been following and perpetrating this cultural diatribe, and we've all been victim to it, and we've been going along with it. But I think that's starting to shift. And I think that's why we're seeing people like Bergen and Polyev finally be like, oh, wait, maybe it is politically profitable to speak out against identity politics. And now's our chance to do it. Whether they have felt this way always or not is another conversation. And I don't know because I don't know these people per personally, but they're starting to see that there's political points to be gained by speaking out and, and acting on it. And I, I think we can't forget that as we move forward, as this whole thing winds down and as things hopefully go back to some semblance of normal, we need to remember who's been sticking up for us two years ago, not just today. Although the more the merrier because we need to move on. Um, we have some talking from Parliament of Pierre, and then I want to get to producer what Aaron O'Toole said, I think, late last night about the choices they have to make. So let's play some Pierre in Parliament here. The Prime Minister dressed up in racist costumes so many times he can't remember them all. Doesn't mean every single liberal 
is a racist. Just because the prime minister tried to help a corporation avoid prosecution after it stole from some of Africa's poorest people doesn't mean all liberals are racist. Just because about a half dozen liberal MPs who are racial minorities have complained about his treatment of them does not mean that all liberals are racist. That is guilt by association. Why doesn't the prime minister often said for personal responsibility? The Honourable Government House Leader. Mr. Speaker, uh, I hope that I've been clear in all of my comments that I respect the honourable colleagues on the other side, just as I believe they respect the colleagues that are on this side and the work that we do and the people that we are. There are times in our political discourse where we see things that are abhorrent, and all I would ask is that we equally call it out. When I saw swastikas on the street, when I saw what had happened, it's time to move on. And what I would ask is instead of trying to inflame the situation, let us de-escalate the situation. Let us work together to find a way to stop the lockdown that is happening of this city so that citizens can move forward with their lives and any legitimate grievances can be fairly heard. The Honourable Member for Carlton. What's a... What's a... Oh, okay. Here's how much the... What's a legitimate grievance? What's a legitimate know. grievance? Clearly, everything that is that is not get vaccinated for the rest of your life and go on welfare is an unacceptable view to, by the liberals. Like, let, let's be honest. Like, so blackface isn't unacceptable. And why haven't been? Why that's something that I've really appreciated about this becoming an international story because now international news outlets can see how much of a like I'm sorry, how much of a rape, racist hypocrite our prime minister is. It's like we just we've been so desensitized to this blackface thing. And this virtue signaling about racism, Islamophobia, et cetera, all these things which are terrible, okay, they are terrible. When they're truly being perpetrated, they're terrible. But they're not something to be just floundered out for political gain, which is something that our politicians have been doing for us for the last, I don't even know, a long time. Since since this liberal caucus, is, since the liberals have been in power. And the, the conservatives are perpetually missing the mark by not calling this stuff out in fear of being trampled in fear of the, this same white guilt thing. Like I heard Peterson talk about how do we move on knowing that we live on a land that was founded on bloodshed? How do we move on and reconcile in an honest way so that we, our guilt cannot be weaponized against us and also so that we cannot fall victim to our own like personal guilt about the situation because that's what's being happening. It's being used for political points. And I think, I hope Canadians are reasonable enough to see that it's all BS and we're getting played. And that's why I really appreciate that we're not just going to move past this thing about a guy who's been caught in blackface, not once, not twice, at least three times, calling people who don't agree with him racist. The same guy who's been saying to indigenous uh, activists wanting, which is a reasonable request, not wanting mercury in their water. Now we can talk about the logistics as to why that is, but still demanding or asking, at least demanding that Trudeau keeps his promises and he scoffs at them and laps them out of out of events, you know? Like, this is the guy. This is the guy who's the standard of morality. The guy who literally ducks and hides everything. Like, uh, it's just so gross. Anyways, I'm glad to see that people are starting to pay attention and understand, like, how did we get here? How did we get this far gone? I'd like to point out, though, that the Conservatives still aren't saying end the lockdowns. They still aren't saying... Um, no, they're not completely open the borders and let people fly without vaccinations. They're still sitting there. And if you bring up this freeze frame we have here, producer, they're still sitting there, all their masks. If you 
are able to pan to the left. You can see, I believe, Candace Bergen is double masked to Pierre Poilev's right. Uh, buddy in the top right there has his mask up to his eyes. So they're being so brave and calling out just like this low hanging fruit of Justin Trudeau being a moron, which is, or at the very least, a guy who doesn't know how to do his job. But are they are they taking off their mask and saying we're not doing this anymore? Are they saying open up the borders? Are they saying let people fly without vaccinations? No, they're not doing any of that. They're just going after the same old thing that they've been going after. And now that more eyes are on it, they're saying this is the best course of action because what do they still need at the end of the day? They still need Twitter's approval. For some reason, they all want to be approved by Twitter. Um, they still need to get approval from liberal voters who will never vote for them. They want them in jail. Liberal, average liberal voter wants a lot of conservatives in jail. They want them to shut up. They want them banned from things. They want them censored. That's the average uh, boomer on the East Coast. That th This is what they want. Um, and, of course, American Democrat voters, too. The progressives, will call them. And, and the Conservative Party still wants to impress all these people. They're still afraid to take off their masks. They're still afraid to end lockdowns. And these are the people that I hope that, as you said, we're going to remember what they actually stood for for the last two years going on even further now. Um, I want to move on to Aaron O'Toole's um, statement, and then we'll get off of YouTube, and we'll move on to some great footage, for, I think, from Lincoln J and Keen Simone and, and Sydney Fizzard. Sid Fizzard. As Ezra always said, he sounds like an 80s uh, rock band. Sydney and the Fizzards or something. But um, Aaron O'Toole's like statement. <laughs> so they want to vote Aaron O'Toole out of the leadership position. They're doing a, re a review of him. I believe it's going to be online because that's how brave they are. That's how unafraid of COVID they are. That They're going to be doing it online. Let's bring up his statement here. Please excuse me. There are two roads. And I'm trying not to do it in my Trudeau voice. What's uh, Aaron O'Toole's voice sound like? There are two roads open to the Conservative Party of Canada. One is a road of Randy Hillier and Derek Sloan. It is angry, negative, and extreme. It is dead end. One that would see the Party of Confederation become the NDP of the right. That's pretty much, that's my best. That's all I got. Very good. Um, see, here's the thing. Randy Hillier and Derek Sloan are provincial candidates. Um, <laughs> they're also not in his party. So it's a completely dumb statement. Um the alternatives are not Randy Hillier, oh. um, Randy Bobandi, as some of us like to call him. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure all of our Canadian audience and some of our American audience know the Trailer Park Boys reference. But Randy Bobandi is not running for leader of the Conservative Party. He doesn't like the Conservative Party. Derek Sloan is not in the Conservative Party anymore because they don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. Um, not running for federal leadership. So for him to say... Uh, these are the other routes you could go down. Doesn't make any sense. The actual routes they could go down are Pierre or Leslin Lewis. So he doesn't even want to name his own actual competition. He wants to say he's doing a, a different version of the Trudeau here. Whereas Trudeau will go, you know, the racism and the Islamophobia and, you know, the anti-black queer trans folkism. Um, Aaron O'Toole say, you don't want to be alt-right do you you don't want to be far right do you you don't want to be showing up to protests and you know with all these fringe people do you you just want to be you know the run-of-the-mill conservative who changes changes their view every 10 minutes and he said in his statement one of his statements 
the conservative party is an evolving party. It changes over time. It doesn't hold on to old views. So basically what I hear him saying is we're going to keep changing with the wind. We're going to keep flying our kite. Sir Isaac Newton, wherever we end up, will get electrocuted at any time. It doesn't matter. Let's keep shifting the Overton window. Let's keep giving in every three years so that the conservative party seems like the liberal party of three years prior. That's what Aaron O'Toole wants. Did he defund the, did he go after defunding the CBC as he promised? No. Um, what else? Did he say no carbon tax? No, he did a carbon levy where we decide how you, <laughs> how you uh, spend your tax dollars. He went back on every, almost everything he said. I'll give him credit and, and assume that he didn't go back on everything. Um, balancing the budget. No, he he still wants to spend a ton. He goes back on every conservative principle that he claimed to have. Again, I'll, I'll dial it back and say most of what he promised when he was running for leadership. And he's still like, oh, this is just how, this is logical progression. The, the, the fact that there's no slippery slope is a lie. The fact that there's no actual like ground you have to stand on and you have to keep going further and further with transitioning your children and, you know, black, queer, trans, everything and give all your money to the government to make you feel better. Uh, give all your money to organizations that don't like you. This is a lie. There is actual things you're allowed to stand your ground on. They may be different for you or me, Matt. They may be different from viewer to viewer of this program. You may not believe in any abortion uh, exceptions. That's fine. You may believe in having uh, like a flat tax. That's fine. But whatever you believe, just because, you know, Hollywood and Snapchat and Instagram tell you to put up a picture of a burning Amazon forest that actually burns every year doesn't mean you have to change your opinion on it just because Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel cry on TV and tell you that you need to change. You are allowed to hold your ground on things and you're allowed to have government representatives that actually hold their ground on things. And not be like Doug Ford and Aaron O'Toole and, you know, Justin Trudeau and all these people, Jagmeet, that want that all they care about is Twitter responses. All they care about is people who sit there on the computer all day and don't actually create anything. They don't actually contribute anything. They want to collect their dollars. It's okay to hold your position and hold your ground and have principles and not be like, well, I have to progress. Where has that gotten us? Where has that gotten us? There's some good progression. Of course, there's some good progression over time, but where has that gotten us? You will go to jail if you do not uh, adhere to your child's gender pronouns. You will be fined if you say something that's offensive to somebody. You will have your Facebook or Twitter post taken down on Twitter if you dead name somebody. On Facebook, if you talk about, you know, the lab leak theory. On YouTube, if you question or election results, you will be silenced. Keep changing for them and see what happens is all I have to say. You won't be happy, I don't think. In jail. Pro okay, but here's here's the thing, right? The, uh, we'll all, we'll all end up in jail if, if we keep <laughs> cowtailing to this ideology. But here here's the problem. I, I you know I think you can make a, a correlation. Like the conservative ideology has been losing the culture war, the culture war since the Renaissance, <laughs> since the masters were actually. Because if you think about, you know, the the influence that these painters had on culture uh, with this kind of strange theocracy at a time, which was the church and the state and the arts. But ever since then, like, when do you when do you hear other than Kanye West? Like, how often do you hear people who have conservative voices who are truly influential in the culture and on kids and the way kids think like you don't hear it? It's like oxymoron almost. So unfortunately, culture is downstream or politics are downstream from culture and culture shapes minds. And we're so, and 
And that's why you see like the cognitive dissonance of our conservative politicians who are so, like you said, concerned with Twitter and the media space. They're so worried about what people say online and on screens because we value this stuff so much. And it really is such a powerful tool for propaganda and shaping opinions that people are out of touch with what people are actually saying. Like, why isn't every conservative MP out on the ground meeting these truckers right now? There's no good excuse. It's because they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They're buying what people are saying about them and they don't want to like, they think they can just like tippy toe and do this liberal light thing and, and, and win minds. You're like, no, don't worry. We're not really as bad as everyone says we are. This is where we, it's like, come on, man, you've already lost. It's over. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the first person to come down and say something. Trudeau won't re refuses to speak to them. Um, I think we've got some counter protesters we want to show evidence of. Let's work to pull away from YouTube now. They don't deserve our wonderful, our, yeah, he's saying, get vaxxed, something about lockdowns. Obviously a cool guy. Obviously he's got lots of stuff to do. He's walking around with a homemade sign during the day by himself. Obviously he's got a lot of people that agree with him, Matt Brevner. Um, not mm -hmm. very good at sign making either. Um, <laughs> but he has a wire. I mean, but he's smiling. And you know what? He believes that. <laughs> he true. really believes it. He really believes, like, come on, guys. He's can't we all just, part. like, get along? And can't we just listen and so we can just move on? Like, people are exhausted. But I think something that's really being missed tonally by uh, the naysayers of this movement, the naysayers of, like, why, of the people who don't want to get vaccinated, it's not about the vaccine. It's about complying. It's about if I give up something that is a multiple offense against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I've set precedent for that. So what's next? People don't get, they don't see what's happening though. There's like, there's a war, Drea had mentioned uh, on, on Twitter yesterday, she did a tweet saying something along the lines of, we're this close to winning a war that most people don't even know we're fighting. <laughs> you might that's, even call it uh, an info war. Here's more. <laughs> Newswars.com. Um, what's going on here, producer? We've got these guys standing in front of the trucks. They don't want them to move across. Um, it looks like a trucker's coming out with a Canadian flag. Okay, it's this guy with the sign. What does it say? We will not be held hostage in our city. Oh, okay. So you have a problem with you not being able to drive down the roads in your city, which you can still walk around in, and it's mostly a around Parliament. So they're okay with the government locking them down, telling them they can't go outside. Obviously, they think that's justified. You can't go to work. But as soon as people who disagree with you, <laughs> like that aren't the government, that's the problem here. The government, mm -hmm. you have to listen to everything the government says, but as soon as people who actually, you know, deliver your groceries and bring you your fun Amazon packages, as soon as they do this, then, you know, back on the government side. It's it's really confusing. It's And they wonder why totalitarian governments exist, and they wonder why all these leftist authoritarian governments get into power. Can we pull away from YouTube now? We're sick of YouTube. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, we got to get off this. We do. We got things to say. We, <laughs> we've got Rumble Rants. We've got Odyssey Hyper Chats. We've got Super U. Um, what are those called? Anybody? Anybody? Super you. We love Super about these, but I don't remember what it's called. These protesters. This is what they don't understand, okay? And I'm sure there's been there's plenty of issues that I've been tone deaf on. But these these protesters specifically, what they don't understand is for the small population of people that literally cannot get vaccinated because of medical issues, they've been told by their doctor, do not get the second one or whatever, uh, 
these protesters are literally saying to these people who are protesting, go home and die. They are, because if you can't do it, you can't work. If you can't work, you can't pay rent because you can't collect DI if you don't get it. You can't pay rent. You can't feed your kids. You can't feed yourself. So they're literally saying, I'm this. I'm inconvenienced by this. <laughs> go home and die. But it was fine. It's like at that level. the whole two years. But it's, but it's fine. It's fine the whole two years. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, um, it's sad. I was going to say, let's go to uh, more Ottawa footage from, let's go to Lincoln Jay's account and find some of his footage from convoyreports.com. And then we'll go to truckerlawyer.ca because uh, we want to promote both of those because those are hot tickets, hot tamales. Um, this is a guy in Ottawa um, who is yelling at people, telling them to get out of the city is what we want to show to you next. Remember the guy on Stephen on Louder with Crowder who claimed to be Jesus? This is who he reminds me of. The guy who <laughs> yeah. argues with Stephen Crowder and he's swearing and he called he says he's Jesus. Simple as that. Simple as that. Fuck you. Fuck me? He Fuck has you. no answer. Join he says until freedom improves, and he's just like, No, I want I want to have freedom, but you don't get it. You don't get to have the freedom. I love how articulate he is. Really graceful <laughs> with his choice of words. He's like a really South presenting Park the character. argument in, in such a nuanced way. Yeah, he is. Even like the way he like he's so angry that his whole body is literally going into like rigor mortis as he's screaming expletives. <laughs> yeah. It's come on, it's, guy. <laughs> Get out of here, buddy. I'm Get not your buddy. buddy, friend. I'm not your friend, I'm guy. Not your friend, guy. Exactly. And not then you guy, go on pal. the yeah, you go on the loop of that for an hour as you scream it as they float away. Um, more Lincoln J coverage. He's still in Ottawa. I'm not going to tell you how long he's staying till, because uh, I don't want you to plan around this. But uh, he's staying there for a long time, as long as it takes, is what I'm going to say, uh, to get the proper coverage that uh, people want to see. Because everybody's looking at this right now. The whole world is looking at this. And ConvoyReports.com, if you haven't checked it out, is basically a page where you can come and support our reporters, like Lincoln J. And um, and Alexa Lavoie, let's not forget about her and Guillaume, um, who's the Frenchest man on the planet. I love him. And of course, dearest Maxim, who is our translator, who, of course, writes your captions and produces stuff out in the field for Alexa and uh, writes stories for us in French. So shout out to them. So ConvoyReports.com is where you can go to donate to them. And you can also get a whole big feed of all the footage we're compiling. So if you're wondering like, hey, I don't want to go back and forth through different Twitter accounts and different pages, go to convoyreports.com and you're just going to get this whole big feed of everything that you want to see. Hours upon hours of fun. And uh, and you can donate to us, please, as well. So let's bring up some more of uh, Lincoln's footage here, who's on the glow-up, as producer Efron says. He's witnessing the glow-up of Lincoln J. 2022. <laughs> He's on Newsmax. He's on Fox News. He's on Tucker Carlson. He's on uh, some other things that I'm forgetting the name of right now. But this is a guy who's baking pizzas for people out in the street in this violent Islamophobic protest. I'm pretty sure the pizzas are racist themselves. Uh, they're probably Maybe not gluten bacon on free. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's gluten. It's, it's not gluten free. Um, uh, Natasha Biase can't eat it, I'm told, because it's not gluten free. Um, and then if we want to swing on over to the you know, big standoff that's happening on the Alberta-Montana border, which is Sidney Fizard out there, 
Key and Simone, a.k.a. K2 out there because of um, our old pal Key and Bexty. Truckerlawyer.ca. So what they did, this big standoff, Keen and Sydney are actually, for lack of a better term, trapped inside the line, I'll also call it, because these aren't like, you know, nobody's holding guns to their head, but they're inside. Well, maybe like not literally, but figuratively, the RCMP are, are holding them there with, with guns on, on their hips, right? Nobody's pointing guns at them, let's say. Um, but they're inside there reporting, and they just happen to be there on the ground first. So they're the only reporters in there. So they're literally the only people who are able to get the truth out to you. So let's play uh, Kean's hype video from yesterday. News and I'm on scene here today of day five of the protest. It is minus 30 outside. It is absolutely freezing. And I just heard reports that the RCMP was here in the dawn of the morning. And I'm going to catch up with the trucker to see uh, what it is they wanted. The RCMP was here at the, uh, the dawn of the morning. What is it, what is it that they wanted? Uh, so they were just had some concern. They were uh, wanted. They were actually uh, quite concerned, making sure nobody froze. It got quite cold overnight. They asked if uh, there was any truckers that you know had any frozen death systems or anything. If they needed assistance, uh, they wanted to let us know that if there was any, they would allow mechanics and service crews to come in to facilitate us with that. That was very nice to see. Um, it was a cold night last night, uh, but you know what? We hunkered down and we got through this. And it's nice to see that uh, the RCMP are starting to realize that yeah, you know what? They are feeling. They're showing some some uh, some love and consideration for the truckers um, and, and concern, right? So that was nice to see. And um, like I say, our main thing, we, we need to have a, a table uh, discussion with Jason Kenney, right? right. We are willing to uh, to sit down and, and meet with Jason Kenney. Uh, we are, we're not, you know, hard hammered here to keep this thing closed. We want this border open as well. It, it affects everybody. But we need to sit down with Jason Kenney one-on-one, whether that be here, whether that be somewhere where he wants to meet. But it's time now that we need to sit down and discuss what's going on and what the Canadians, Albertans want. We need change. This can't continue like this. This thing is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, Operation Bear Hog is going to grow, and it's not going to stop. I mean, this thing, people are upset. They're done with this, right? It's time, Jason Kenny. We need to sit down. We need to talk. We need to get this out, and we need to get this settled out. I don't think Jason T- Kenny's going to wow. talk to them because you know that would upset his overlords at the World Economic Forum. And I kudos to these truckers, of course. So what ended up happening was the truckers were like, "What's going on here?" Uh, the RCMP. There was reports at first that they weren't letting you know food and medical care in, which you don't even really see in war times if you're not fighting like. Uh, some sort of insane <coughs> extremist military. Most militaries will let, you know, supply lines go in uh, just so, you know, there's not unnecessary death. It, that, like, you can debate that all you want, but that doesn't usually happen is my point. So it sounds like to me like the RCMP are just like, we don't want to have this terrible image and uh, we want to show some compassion here. So it sounds like they're letting stuff happen. The truckers uh, allowed one way, one lane but going both ways to the best of my knowledge, but truck still can't go through. And uh, through his Canadian accent for our American audience on Getter, possibly, he sounds like they don't want to leave until, uh, you know, they get uh, to talk with the premier or version of the governor. I'm trying to recognize <coughs> it for everybody. And what ended up happening is the, as the truckers were just like, what do we do? We need some representation because it seems like we're getting like 
you know, told one thing and another thing's happening. So um, truckerler.ca was spawned because uh, they asked for our help and we sent Superstar in. Like, I, the first thing I thought of, Matt, and I'm not sure how you how familiar you are with the show Entourage, where they fly in their agent with a helicopter. Now, um, the lawyer yeah. didn't, Ari Gold gets flown in by helicopter. Now, um, Chad Williamson, or as I call him, Chad Too Bad, didn't come in by helicopter, but they had him awake at something like five or six in the morning in case something happened, and then he drove down through an ice storm to be at the border to assist these guys. So that's where truckerlawyer.ca comes from. If you go to that website, you can help fund, legal fund, uh, Chad Williamson, who's one of the best lawyers in the country. He's become notable for his litigation during all the COVID stuff. Um, I'd say um, him and Sarah Miller, and I don't want, and I'm not a big, like, I don't have uh, trading cards of lawyers, but these lawyers who win things, for anti-lockdown, the tickets and all the fines, the fightthefines.com stuff, they have become, you know, uh, real legal eagles in this battle and front runners in this stuff. So Chad was like the perfect rock and roll. What do they say? Uh, yesterday, somebody said he's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. I like it. The sideburns uh, reminds me of wrestling. You know, I love the guy. I've only met him once. He's a tall guy. You remember uh, meeting him? Uh, uh, last year, he's a t real tall guy, so he could be a wrestler on his side his side job, but I don't think that's true. Um, so truckerlawyer.ca is where you can support that, as you've supported us all along on, you know, mm. convoyreports.com, fightthefines.com, all this stuff. Let's bring up trucker reports, or uh, truckerlawyer.ca, sorry. Uh, bring that up on screen, please, so people can take a look at that, what that looks like. So we've got convoyreports.com for most of the Ottawa stuff and some of the Montana, Alberta stuff, but truckerlawyer.ca is real-time updates, as you can see, about what's going on there. And that's like a little bit of a different feel, Matt. Whereas, you know, and we're getting calls from all across the world, let's be clear. Um, Russia, um, United States, Montana, Florida, D.C., uh, of course, French stations want a piece. Those French, my French people, I almost said Frenchies. But now I'm saying it anyways. But those are my people, so I'm allowed to say it. Um, everybody wants to see what's going on, whereas Ottawa is a more like, you know, jovial, let's not leave until we get our rights back. The Montana-Alberta border is a little bit more serious. It's like 30 below zero. Um, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's super cold there. Uh, so there's not much, you know, chatter and fun going on. Um, people are upset. They want to be able to do their jobs. Both sides, the province is not happy. Matt, what do you think is going to be the actual outcome of the Alberta-Montana thing? Do you want to give some predictions? Keeping in mind for the audience, uh, oh, he doesn't I, have any special information about what's happening there uh, besides no, what we see. I really don't. I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It's like it's stuck. With, I, I'm just being honest. It's like mm -hmm. they're stuck between a rock and uh, an immovable object versus, uh, well, you know, you know the cliche. Um, I wonder how... Uh, the Mon Montanians are feeling about this. I wonder if there's an opportunity for the governor of Montana to step in and uh, meet with the truckers. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the strange, str uh, the truth is stranger than fiction, and that would be very strange. A very strange opportunity to make the Canadian government look bad, which it seems everybody is making the Canadian government look bad right now. Um, but you know, side note, I gotta, I, I gotta say that it's really thanks to supporters of of rebel people watching this live stream and people like it that we're able to even cover something like this because it's it's because of our reputation that 
rebel journalists are in there. And if there weren't rebel journalists in there, all you would be getting is the mainstream narrative, which is very, very, very unfavorable of the truckers who are literally risking their lives to stand up for everyone else's rights and freedoms. Now, whether you agree with the way they're going about it or not, that's in a whole nother conversation, but they are stuck on their convictions and they're doing what they think is right uh, out of desperation with all that they have left to really put it all on the line. And if it wasn't for our reputation uh, from people like you and word of mouth, we wouldn't be given that opportunity. So um, it's pretty, it's pretty special what's happening right now. I want to get to some chats maybe from our alt platforms, from the new one getter and from super you because uh, they're a very nice platform of uh, free speech oriented. If we want to prepare some uh, viewer comments from them, but we want to show, uh, we mentioned how our reporters are entrenched in the blockade there and nobody else is being allowed in. So what the CBC did is they buddied up with the RCMP, the feds, if you want to call them that, um, and they're going on the police side. So the state broadcaster is now working with the state in order to, you know, represent their side. So they had a bit of a ride along. Let's play this video. Um, it's a Twitter video. I'm not sure how long it is. Let's uh, play that. The decision was made that this border, this road needed to be open. And that's what the RCMP intended to do. And in something that doesn't happen a whole heck of a lot, as you would know, they decided to let us come along for the ride today and, and have them have sort of a bird's eye view of this happening. And it, it didn't go exactly as planned. A few vehicles did leave uh, after the RCMP asked them to, but while that was happening, a whole whack of other vehicles sort of stormed through the <laughs> RCMP blockade on highway number four here and reinforced this <clears throat> blockade. So uh, the trucks you see directly behind me weren't here earlier today. They've actually just come today to reinforce this blockade. So while the RCMP were trying to clear this road, the road's actually more clogged up than it was this morning. Uh, well, the state broadcaster speaks, and um, I guess that's too bad. I mean, I'm not going to go go out and uh, support illegalities, but uh, maybe if you just ended the mandates, maybe this would all just end and everybody could actually go back to normal, which is what they claim to want. They want to go back to the new normal, Matt Brevner, I think. Right. I think... Uh... The problem is because this thing's been so poorly mismanaged, uh, what, you know, started out as a pandemic from a viral disease, uh, you know, let's just say from the public <laughs> narrative, what started, what started out there has also become a pandemic of the economy, a pandemic of suicide, a pandemic of domestic abuse, a pandemic of drug abuse, a pandemic of family collapse. A pandemic of distrust of in information and institutions, a pandemic of distrust of our politicians. Essentially, everything's on the table. So these politicians, our overlords, have to find a way to maintain their necks and political clout and also back out of this pandemic at the same time. And the longer that this goes on for, the harder it is for them to do that and save face. Because let's be honest, they're most concerned about saving their asses and their jobs and saving face. So they've backed themselves into a really tricky situation. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. But I don't expect them to go down without kicking and screaming and uh, flagrant uh, overreach. I'm not sure what the plan's going to be. If it's going to, I don't think they're going to like the optics of a SWAT team. I don't know if they're just going to go in and then try to arrest everybody. But um, I just don't know. It's hard to tell. You would think that maybe with a conservative government, they would just say. We will meet with you and we will give in to certain demands if you would stop this. 
but also at the same time, it's like we can't give in at all because then other people will expect other provinces to give in and um, and acquiesce. So I don't know what's going to happen. Do we have any chats prepared that we want to we want to talk about? Let's go ahead and do that. We only have a few minutes left here. Um, I'm too far away. I can't read this even with my glasses. Matt, can you read? <laughs> Joyful from the heart. Thank you for the dollar. If there are only a few people in Ottawa, a few people in Ottawa, why do we need to take legal action to recoup costs? Oh, that's a good point. Well, didn't you know that these few bad apples are extremely destructive? <laughs> didn't you know? Because uh, it's a good point, though. Because we don't want them to have the money to stay there. Is my is the honest answer? Right. And the government like if you read your money. Well, yeah, if you read that article, they're saying it costs $800,000 a day in staffing to block off access to uh, <laughs> Parliament Hill. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. It costs $800,000 a day to restrict people's ability to protest and get closer to to the Parliament. So you could just not spend the money. You could just let the trucks in there and then, yeah. you know, really see what happens. Nobody's but storing the, article, the capital, yeah, which like, is what they want. $800,000 a day to block the street with tractors and cars. This is probably because they have to rent these things from people who would otherwise be using them to make money. And all the police forces yeah, we've seen. I've seen at least four yeah. different uh, regions of police in Ottawa on video. Durham, Ottawa, Toronto. You know, uh, they're all Niagara. They're, I think Niagara. They're all up there. They're get, probably getting paid $120 an hour per person for, what, probably 12-hour shifts. That's a lot of money. What else do we got? It's a lot of money. It says, why should a government that is doing what it believes to be right allow itself to be criticized? Vladimir Lenin. I guess I suppose that's true. If you're uh, taking cues from Lenin and the USSR, then why should you allow it? I mean, most governments do allow it, except for China. Um, and if you want to go ahead and assume, which you might be correct on, that the government is in cahoots in North America with the media companies, then it, you could say that they also don't allow it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can there's an argument to be made as to the extent in which they allow it, because it's OK if you if you allow the voice to be heard, but you demonize it every step of the way and you don't actually allow these voices to inform policy. Like, do you really allow criticism? I don't think so. Well, we need to ban Joe Rogan. That's the first and foremost thing we need to do. Ban him from all <laughs> airwaves. Push him underground. Do we have any other ones? Um, this comment would never be allowed on fake news, says Fraser McBurney. You would have to be an idiot to vote for any of these parties, NDP, conservatives, or bloc, or liberal party. That leaves the PPC. It also re leads... I mean, if you go up and go and look up the list of all the Ontario parties, for example, there's so many of them. There's even a guy who campaigned for PPC um, that's now running, like, some sort of weird PPC-NDP crossover where he is anti-lockdown, but also, like, his whole page is filled with, like, uh, racial equity stuff. So there's plenty of people to vote for if you just actually go ahead and, and look. Uh, Federal-wise, not as many, but if you just look at any given province's list of potential parties, you can find a religious-based party that works for you or even a communist party that might work for you. I mean, even if it's in some sort of backwards, <laughs> hypocritical way that you're voting for them, go ahead. I don't care. I, don't, I, I agree with don't vote for, you know these parties that just keep lying to you. I mean, you could argue that Trudeau's not lying to you if he believes all this stuff, but is he a good leader? I think not. 
Demand to well, people's alternative. <laughs> yikes. That's some good moderate conservatives have to be moderate conservatives and have to be okay with people calling them bad names. They have to be okay with being uncomfortable. They have to be okay with being demonized on the shiny idol worship, which is the television and the cell phone, and get their hands dirty in protests. And if they actually do that and hold these politicians accountable, like we're seeing with the trucker convoy en masse, then things will change. Because don't forget, never forget, these politicians are just following polls. They don't mm-hmm. follow intuition. That's not good. Pol- that's not necessarily even good politics. They're following these pollsters. Like that's the job. It's it's census. That's literally what it means to be a politician. Appeal to the fifty-one percent, even if it is not comfortable for the forty-nine. That's literally the job descri- description. So, I mean, why would we expect anything else? But conservatives get uncomfortable being called names, and because like a, a phrase like like racist, xenophobic, homophobic, alt-right. Like, yeah, those are terrible names. They're awful. And like a reasonable person doesn't want to be called these things. So like you can't really blame them, but we have to like move past it and understand that these words have been diluted so much in our society that they don't actually mean what they actually mean anymore. And we have to be willing to fight for our rights. Um, Before we go, I want to tell people to make sure that not to believe some of the literal crazy people that are trying to take ownership of the convoy um i've been told that uh, you know your yeah. queen and mine queen romana is on her way to ottawa uh probably works for the government i don't know that for sure but she's a literal crazy person if 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 true and they're gonna go there and do something stupid she's gonna bring her band of merry idiots uh patrick king is not in charge of the convoy he's literally just lying to people from what i hear and saying that he started it please donate to him uh, all these people, uh, the line guy is there, I'm told. So all these people are just, you know, remember how they didn't do anything for two years and remember that they're now, you know, a week after everything's happened, trying to capitalize on it. Literal crazy people, uh, literal morons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If there's much we can say. I don't even want to promote her, but that was a good photoshopped image she had. Um, we got two minutes left. I think any more last chats we need to get to. Yes, one. The it says uh, D. Barahona for $20. Thank you. This The enemy is either some as yet unnamed socialist organization or it is the World Economic Forum. It can't be both. Um, it's either, I guess that's said. Um, it can be a lot of things. There's a, there's, a, there's a funnel hierarchy to these things. Like these narratives could be per- perpetrated by the World Economic Forum and then these politicians who comply like it or comply to it like trudeau you all saw that viral clip that was going around a few days ago they implement these financial objectives and they pitch it to us mm-hmm. in the name of social justice social social programs etc so we buy onto it not seeing where the direction is actually coming from so i think that there's actually a hierarchy for these things and they're two of the same well there can also be different but... avenues like the world economic forum is not telling china what to do they're not telling Putin what to do. They're not telling the Saudis what to do. There's clear like the Saudis aren't rolling out carbon taxes on their oil kings, <laughs> on their oil princes. No. And Russia's not enacting, you know, BLM style social justice. So there are different uh, powers at play here. And, uh, you know, we just got to point them out and get their ideas exposed. I'm getting the wrap up sign. We've got to get some coverage from 
he and Simone and Lincoln on the wire. So we got a skedaddle. Thank you, Matt Brevner. Thank you, everybody who watched and switched over from YouTube on Odyssey, Super You Getter, and Rumble, ConvoyReports.com, and TruckerLawyer.ca with Chad. Chad, too bad. Play me out, producer. Have a good day, Matt. Chad, too bad. Chad, 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 Chad. Ultimately, <laughs> RCMP back There down. he is, the sideburn. But is this Can't them saying, it. you know, the, the, the Mounties are leaving because we've issued your warning, we'll come back later? Or are they completely unable to do anything about these trucks? I mean, th that's kind of the thing, right? And, and hats off to Rebel News. Um, I think the website is convoyreports.com they have up i think they have, they're doing a fundraiser for lawyers by the way for so what, what we're talking about for people who um that aren't familiar you have truckers right now that are on the border between alberta and montana that are actually blocking the made roadway on this and I, I pulled it up on the map this is your basically your main border crossing between calgary and the entire pacific northwest so if you're coming out of that main city of uh, central, and this is a central agricultural hub. This is a cattle hub. So your beef, um, some poultry, that's all coming out of there, out of Calgary, out of that area. They're locking it all down. And the truckers are just basically standing there saying, look, this is a standoff. We are not, we are not going to move. The Mounties and Rebel, New Rebel News, as far as I can tell, are the only ones that actually have people who are embedded there because there's no way to get there right now yeah. <laughs> otherwise. So it's like the middle of nowhere, but they're putting up, and I'm looking just a couple of minutes ago, um, the Alberta premier Kenny just declared that the blockade is unlawful warning that the participants are subject to arrest and they're broadcasting. So this is like, kind of like, it's not like this, but it's similar to the Bundy ranch standoff that took place or the Mulhere, um, reservation. It's not like that. In